Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Eye on Houston, Houston's community affairs program reflecting the concerns, needs, and events of our greater Houston communities. Welcome into Ion Houston. I am Sean Pendergast, one half of Payne and Pendergast Mornings on Sports Radio 610. And uh, really looking forward to this conversation uh, with Jamie Roots, the president of the Houston Texans, who has a, a new book out that's doing amazing right now. Uh, just came out November 10th and makes for a great holiday gift for business people or potential or aspiring leaders in your life. It's called The Winning Game Plan, a proven leadership playbook for continuous business success. And it's raising a lot of money for charity as well. And it's a great read. And he joins me right now on Ion Houston, Jamie Roots. Jamie, how are you? I'm great, Sean. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. And I got to tell you, I'm really um, enjoying the book. Um, as someone who comes from a pre-radio, comes from a business background, I was a vice president of sales for a telecommunications company. And um, I feel like if I had found this book while I was still in sales, I might not have gotten into radio. I'd actually still be in sales because my, my leadership skills would have been finely honed. Um, it's a great read. Um, and I guess let's just start with the genesis of the book. What, what was the, the motivation or the inspiration for the book? Yeah, so the, uh, I, I believe that, uh, that the good Lord, whoever you follow, uh, puts in you things that if you obey them, your life goes well. I think when you move it out of concert with what is in your, really in your heart. And there've been several instances in my life that I did not know why I wanted to do something. I just felt like I had to do it. And I've always trusted that instinct. And this is one of them. I, it's been 30 years that I thought, you know, at some point I writing. actually the first time I thought about it was my brother gave me a book uh, called, called the winner's edge by Dennis Waitley. And it was about, you know, it's positive mindset and the like, and I loved it. And I was like, gosh, it'd be great someday to be someone who could write a book and, and have somebody read it and say, you're brilliant, you know? And so I, I but at the time I didn't, I didn't know, uh, you know, whatever from a hole in the ground. Right. So I had to spend time and develop. I think the bigger question is uh, why now from my perspective, why, why was this the appropriate window? Because mm-hmm. I've talked about it. Cause I felt like I got to a, a, a place where I had a, I had a book, but uh, I didn't have the time. And just couldn't make the commitment. I met a publisher. Uh, her name was Melanie Johnson. And she was so kind, so encouraging, just made me believe that I, it would, you know, this is all going to turn out okay. So I, I took the leap. And, and uh, she's been a great shepherd of the process. 
Um, so I think it was natural that it happened. It just, and it didn't happen because of COVID. You know, I, we, we weren't in COVID when I started um, mm-hmm. shortly thereafter. But being in COVID, actually, it's been a great, uh, it's been a great blessing because you, you have the suck factor all day long. And then I go home on my porch and I walk down memory lane and remind yeah. myself that this too shall pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the, you know, it, it's interesting you say that the book, it, it, the, it's, it's somewhat biographical in nature. Your story is a really, really interesting one. Um, and I, I know how uh, influential and how important Bob McNair was to you. And I know the, the, the largest font in the book is your tribute, very short, just thankfulness to him at the very beginning of it appropriately. Can you speak to just to the significance of, of, of Mr. McNair to you and his, I guess his influence maybe in some of your philosophies that you convey in the book? Yeah. So I think we, I think we uh, went together like uh, chocolate and peanut butter, you know, mm-hmm. um, two great tastes that taste great together. He had amazing business acumen and was an incredibly successful entrepreneur. And I had, although it was only five years, they were dog years, you know, eight years, 40 years of, of starting up something I mean, you are learning from a fire hose for four years at the at the at the basically at the foot of Lamar Hunt, who's you know an icon. And so I came in with that expertise. He rounded me out with the things that I didn't have over a long period of time, probably ten years. At that point, I was like, you know what, I got this, boss. I know what I'm doing. And uh, and he gave me the rope to go do whatever I needed to do. But I think the more important impact that he had on me was myself. Me as a person, you know, how do you live a morally cor- correct life? And me as a as a father, you know, he he had he was such a great um, uh, a great uh, role model of balance in your life. And when I when I when I talk about the the four plays you call to manage success, the third is remain balanced. And and Bob was the guy who he always took time for what was important. He never let anybody dictate his schedule. And, and, and I, that was really, really brilliant and had huge impact on me and, and my satisfaction with my life. Talking to Jamie Roots, the president of the Houston Texans, his book is The Winning Game Plan, a proven leadership playbook for continuous business success. You know, it's funny, Jamie, when I think of, of people in the business world or, or just in, in the world, the ecosystem I exist in now in radio that are great leaders, um, you immediately think, well, these people must have always been great leaders, right? This is some innate thing that you're born with to be a great leader. And I think one of the things I really loved about your book was the very self-deprecating story that you told towards the beginning of it. You were already into a couple successful years as the president of the Texans. And that wake-up call of that 360-degree review that you had, is that I think it's a really inspirational story for anybody who feels like you've got to be perfect as a leader. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, that is right. You. Uh, you're not hardwired to be a leader. There there are certain things that give you a leg up from a leadership perspective. Amazing enough, the, uh, the number one is, is height (laughs) being tall, right? So you can't, you can't control that, right? So what can you control, right? You can be a student of leadership. And, and at the end of the book, I talk about this concept, which I think is so important of overlearning, you know, you can't just read something, you need to swallow it and it needs to become part of your DNA, uh, coach told me one time, a skill is not a skill until you can do it in a game. Just because you can do it in practice doesn't mean that it's, your, it's a skill. And so you have, to, you have to get it down so much that it, that it comes out in your daily life. And, and at some point, you can take your hands off the wheel and not think about that concept anymore 
because it will automatically appear when the, when the moment is right. And you do that long enough with these correct leadership uh, techniques, you know, you can become a great leader. And that 360, I didn't know it was called a 360 feedback until about six money, six months later. I was like, wait a minute, that's what this guy did on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and, for, and, you know, spoiler alert for those who haven't read the book, but you, you, uh, the, the feedback was very eye opening for you, but it, it drove you to become a better leader at that time. Right. It, it did. I mean, you, you look at all the accolades. I mean, uh, it, it's so funny. I, 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 we were visiting earlier this week about my time in Columbus and, uh, and, and being asked the question, what does a general manager do? And I had uh, no idea, but the second part of that is by the end of our first season, I was GM of the year, you know? So I'm like, these, these successes are stacking up and to have this guy come in and say, you're not a leader, you're a micromanager. That's what you're saying. I'm like, dang, I got to find the next level. Right. And uh, it really did humble me, which was great. Yeah, no such thing as a micro leader, I think was the quote in the book, which is, is, is really, really good. Jamie Roach joining me on Ion Houston. Um, I, I think one of the other things, too, was that you, you talk about attracting great talent and hiring. And I know hiring is a, it's an important thing in the business all the time. I know it's a very important thing with the Texans right now, as, as, as people know very publicly. But just not specific to, to any specific uh, job search or, or role that you guys are trying to fill right now, more specific, just the culture of the organization overall, the Texans have continually been named one of the best places to work uh, in all of Houston. How much pride do you take in that? And how much of what you convey in the book is about not just nurturing your own leadership skills, but trying to find people who you can also bring along to become superstars as well? Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about, why, why, it make, why it's so important to have a great workplace is you, um, you, you don't, I, I never want to be in the selling position. You know, I was a salesman at IBM. I don't want to sell. I want to buy. So I want to create an environment that's so compelling that I have my pick of everybody, right? Then I've just got to make good hiring decisions. You know, everybody's a free agent. I think I say it over and over in the book. Everybody can choose to walk out the door whenever they feel like it. So I've got to create an environment for my team and inspire them all the way down to continually identify the stars and become their better job before they start looking for a job. Because once they start looking for a job, you're toast. They're gone. Mm-hmm. They've already made a mental commitment, you know, that they're going to be out. It's like when you tell your, your spouse that you want a divorce, you better be, you better be pretty darn sure because, you yeah. know, that you, that you can't, it's a Brit, you know, uh, the whatever of no return. Right. And so with that same thing with employees. And so uh, we work very hard and, and the most important thing that we've done, and I got this from uh, Jack Welch from GE is to do employee surveys and they are based on the uh, uh, what, uh, what do they call that? The Gallup uh, company has mm-hmm. scientifically proven that there are 12 steps to a great workplace. Number one is most important. Number two is second three, four, five, we took those 12. Those are the questions that we answer. And then we take the open-ended remarks, try to formulate maybe five or six things that we can improve. This is the last step that people forget. And it is so important. And it's just like consumer research. You ask your employees, they tell you, you say, here are the five things we're going to do. The next time we get together, we got number one done. We got four more. We got number two, three, four, we're done. I did what I told you I was going to do. Now you're getting another survey and we're going to, we're going to reload and we're going to keep, 
keep peeling the onion. We're never going to be done. It's never, there's no perfect workplace. There's always some way that we can make it better. But if we have that kind of get better attitude, we can create a workplace that we don't have to attract people. Our yeah. place attracts people. Yeah, it was interesting. When I, when I got first uh, got hired or promoted into management, the CEO who promoted me said, look, 80% of your success is going to be based on how well you hire and how well you surround yourself with good people, which I found interesting because you, in the book, you cite a poll of 156 CEOs that say four of their top five issues are related to bringing in talent. I'm like, hey, that's exactly 80%, four exactly. out of five. That's right. <laughs> you know? You're right. I mean, it's all about the people. Um, well, there's really three components that I think to a, a high, high performing organization, the people, mm -hmm. the culture that you create, which is reflected in the habits of the individuals within your organization. Number three is the purpose, a purpose that it's a bit, it's big and it really matters and everybody wants it. Jamie Roots joining me on Ion Houston. Jamie, let's talk about the charity component of this book. Um, the Houston Texans Foundation has done so many great things for so many people, whether it's relief during Harvey or, or even right now during the Thanksgiving season. I know you guys are partnered with uh, Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to to uh, get meals to uh, half a million, at least half a million Houstonians. Um, but this book is going to benefit the Houston Texans Foundation. How excited are you about that? I, I'm, I'm very excited. First of all, I mean, I started the, the, uh, the, well, actually we had a foundation. It was kind of small. And then I got a little bit of bandwidth and took it on. And I was just like, we're going we're to crush this thing. I got good mm -hmm. people to run it, gave a little bit of vision, you know, cast the vision of what we're trying to get accomplished, put some clarity into the purpose. And they just, crushed it. So that's been really gratifying. So it's, and, and it's a, it's a way to say thank you to the McNairs because their, their lives have all been about philanthropy. And so I, I it's a game that I want to play in too. So, um, you know, it, uh, I, they, they changed my life and this hard to say thank you to, to a billionaire, right? Sure. You don't go down, you don't go down to the local jewelry store and get something that does it. But if you give an expression of love, I think you can accomplish it. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Jamie, I, I've always wondered this. I know you you have a you have kids, a son who just went off to college this year. Um, I've got kids in, in college and one out of college. Um, I would imagine you get hammered for advice from from young people. And obviously this book, I think this book provides a lot of great advice for people of any age. There's a lot of applicable things even in, in this book, even if you're not a, a captain of industry, of just some habits to, to – uh, implement in your own life or different ways, you know, different prism to look at the world through, I think. But what advice do you give to young people? If you're in an elevator talk with them and you got 30 seconds to a minute to give them advice, what's the biggest piece of advice that you give to young people? Well, I'd say, well, first of all, I do, I, I people really helped me when I got into this industry. They would let me come visit with them and pick their brains. And that's how I made it happen and made relationships. So I feel an obligation to take on as many of those informational interviews as I can. The good news is now when they call me, I'm going to say everything I'm going to tell you is in this book. I'll send it to you. Yeah, right? that's and right. Say, it will save us both an hour. You know, <laughs> uh, the, uh, there are three things that I think are essential questions as you're entering your kind of adult years that you've got to have good answers to. And everybody's mm -hmm. going to have a different answer. Uh, the, the first is, what is it that you love to do? In the book, I talk about this concept of patty. You know, that patty is the root word. It's, it's the uh, Latin word for passion. And I was always confused about what passion meant. But patty means something that you hold so dear that you're willing to suffer and sacrifice. And if you choose something in your life big enough, 
you better be sure you're going to have to suffer and sacrifice for it. So you might as well pick something big, you know, that you really care about. So what is that in you? What, what is unique to you that, that stirs your passion? Number two, what is it that you are great at? You know, what is it that you differentiates you from a skill set? Every, nobody's a complete player, you know, like myself, you know, I know what I can do well. And I get a lot of people around me that do other things much better than I ever could. You know, I'm this blue sky guy, everything's possible, right? So I got to have people around me that bring me down to size every now and again and people who can execute, right? So which are you? Do you execute? Are you, are, are you, are you that, that green person who's always the rational? Well, what are, what are the risks? You know, what, what, what makes you tick? And whatever that is, find a role that allows you to do that every day. And it's on you. you got to be in charge of your career. Everybody, it frustrates me when people say, you know, well, my boss doesn't do this, that, or the other thing. Let me tell you a secret. When Cal became the, uh, the chairman of the Houston Texans after dad's, uh, after uh, dad, the Freudian slip, uh, Bob's uh, passing, uh, I was sitting in bed on a Saturday morning and I thought, oh, I, Cal needs to know this. Oh, Cal needs to know this about our relationship. He needs to know this. I wrote down 10 Cal you need to know uh, points. And that's the foundation of our relationship. I didn't wait for him to tell me. If it doesn't exist, you tell them, right? I I don't know why there's this far off mystery being that we think is a boss. Tell your boss what you want to do. They may, you know, everybody's got a right to be heard, but you don't have a right to get what you want, right? So be heard and recognize that you may or may not get it. But if you don't ask, you'll never get it. But the last is, who thinks you're special? Who are your raving fans? Who are the rocks that stand, uh, sit below your your feet and allow you to walk on water, your parents, your bosses, your teachers, your coaches, who are those people and, and get them close to you. That's going to be the network. That's going to get you what you want. So uh, I think those are the three questions that you got to have great answers to. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. That's great advice. And I can't recommend the book more highly. The book is the winning game plan, a proven leadership playbook for continuous business success. Not only a great read, but raising money for a great cause. Um, Jamie, before I let you go, I know we probably have a lot of Texan season ticket holders and Texan fans um, listening to this interview right now. Um, I know it's a, it's a transitional kind of crazy time for the organization. What would your message to season ticket holders be? Very simple. Uh, uh, Where we are matters little in comparison to where we're going. We have a plan. It's not the perfect plan, but it's our plan, and we're going to execute the plan. And the only only, uh, expectation we have is a championship for this city, and we're not going to stop. We have outstanding – I can't reveal any of the names, but, I mean, the the hardest decision is is choosing between great options. That's where we're going to be on both the coach and the GM side. So rest easy. Hope we'll spring a turtle in January and we'll get after a wonderful football season. Hopefully we'll all be back here together at uh, this beautiful place in RG stadium uh, next fall. It can't happen soon enough. It, absolutely. Jamie Roots, president of the Houston Texans. Once again, the book, The Winning Game Plan, a proven leadership playbook for continuous business success. And Jamie, they can get the book. Uh, I know Amazon.com. I know BarnesandNoble.com is where I downloaded it to my nook. Um, yeah, where, uh, any, no, anywhere no. you can get books. Yeah, and, and, and in terms of having a nook, you don't have to have a nook. You know, you, I, right. don't have a nook and I don't use it, but I went on uh, Amazon.com. I, I got the digital reader. It gave me a, a, a little button for an app. It yep. loaded in 30 seconds. You can have it on your phone. Last thing I'll t- a tip to you, though, we, we, uh, you know, they'll be in, books will be in stores here in Houston. But in January, Mark Vandermeer is voicing over the book 
and he's going to inject game calls and his own perspective. So it's going to be a completely different product. So what, you know, don't buy it now, read it, but in January, you got to read it again. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it makes a great gift too. If you've got someone in the business world in your life or someone who is a leader, aspires to be a better leader, wants to look at a, of, you know, Jamie's way of, of, of uh, his journey and, and how he became such a great leader. Uh, I can't recommend the book more highly to, to those folks as well. And if you I bet if you ran into Jamie in the store with a Sharpie and a book, you'd even sign it for them if you ran into no them. Right, problem. Jamie? Anytime. I love our fans. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie Roots, president of the Houston Texans. Thank you. Very happy holidays to you and your family, Jamie. Same to you and your family. Go Horn Frogs. Yes, go Frogs. And again, go Texans. Absolutely. Jamie Roots. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.